Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Good morning and welcome to your Daily Dose. When I first began this podcast, or what was an, a one-hour radio show back at that time, I was giving information regarding supplements, how to take them, what not to combine them with, what were recommended and not so recommended on the market. From there, I've had so many people complete the supplement forms to see if and what their unique body required or did not require in the way of supplements. It's been a pleasure to assist so many of you in getting on the proper path with supplements, guiding you along the way to a better health. It's amazing the responses that I've been receiving telling me how many supplements people were taking, and many people didn't even remember why they had started taking them way back when, but they just kept on taking them. So I'd like to thank the many people who have taken the time to complete the forms, follow the advice, and are now messaging me with how much better their health has become. If there's anyone else who is interested, then you can look at my website for the information and the forms to complete at www.dmurphydoucette.com. Since then, I've also had several requests regarding alternative treatments and what would be best for specific illnesses, injuries, or diseases. And that has led me to talking about and interviewing several alternative medicine practitioners in regards to treatments such as acupuncture, so many types of massage, CBD oils, hydrotherapy, essential oils, and one very important one being diet and eating properly. And I've spoken of this on several occasions, so I'm thinking everyone is, is understanding that diet is very, very important. So many people have also been asking me about detoxing or cleansing. And since so many of you know that I have studied Ayurveda for the past 11 years and also know that I've, I travel back and forth to India several times for my studies as well as I brought my doctor from India here to Canada to continue my studies. However, when I mention the name Panchakarma, many people still look at me with a strange look and ask, well, what is that? When I explain to them that it is a cleansing, a detoxifying process, most times I'll get the response, oh, well, I've done so many cleanses and detox regimes over the years that it's just second nature to me now. And while that may be true, I really highly doubt that most of you understand exactly what the process of this specific treatment is. So today, I'd like to focus on the Ayurvedic art and science of detoxification and rejuvenation that is called Panchakarma, so that everyone will have some understanding of the benefits and the intensity of this specific treatment. Now, the word Panchakarma means five actions and refers to the five procedures intended to intensively cleanse and restore balance to the body, the mind, and your emotions. 
Panchakarma is used often by Ayurvedic practitioners and doctors as a treatment for a variety of health conditions and as well as a preventative measure. Now, the common thing for a Panchakarma treatment program will take place over the course of about 7, 14, or 21 days, and most times it will consist of the 21 days of all the patients that I have had in um, to go through the Panchakarma treatment, I have, haven't had any that have done under the 21 days. And this actually allows time for rest and for, for a person to process the whole experience. Each step in the treatment program is purposeful. And it's meant to restore your body's healing ability, even though our body knows how to cleanse itself very well, and it is equipped to remove waste and does so through our sweat glands, our blood vessels, the urinary tract, and the intestines. Still, so many people will ask me, well, since my body has its own detoxification system, why should I go through this Panchakarma treatment? Whenever I'm asked that question, I always refer to a car. And that's because almost all of us are somewhat familiar with the basics of how a car works. So if you think that your car, um, that you keep well-maintained, you give it good oil, change the oil, and you give it the attention that it needs it, it's it can be kept running for many, many years. But if you ignore what your car needs then its parts are going to start to wear out quite quickly and it's not going to run as you expect it to do so. Now, with us being human beings, of course, we are so much more complex than our car. However, the same concept applies to our bodies and sometimes they do need a little bit of help. You need all of your systems and organs to be running smoothly to be able to feel healthy to feel energized, and to be balanced. So in order to do so, we need to help it out a little every now and then. And that is where Panchakarma comes in. Panchakarma gently cleanses and clears the channels in the body so that everything can run smoothly, just like a well-oiled machine. And because the mind and body are connected, so too will your mental and emotional bodies go through the cleansing process as well. And what you do to one is always going to affect the other. The complete process of Panchakarma involves the following three steps. The first one is Purvakarma. Now, Purva meaning first or preceding, and Karma meaning action or activity. The first and most common phase of the Panchakarma treatment is drinking fat. This sounds terrible. Some people don't mind it at all and some people it, it's it's quite upsetting to them and it's difficult for them to get through however this can be either medicated ghee oil muscle fat or bone marrow and this is given to the patient in increasing doses over a period of four days this is a preparatory procedure that's required before the main treatment what it does is it softens the tissues so that the toxins that are located within them are liquefied and then can flow back into the digestive tract to be eliminated. 
This treatment actually prepares patients mentally and physically for the main procedure of Panchakarma. The second one is Pradhan Karma, meaning the principal therapies. Now, this is the Panchakarma five-step procedure, which will be very individualized depending on your needs, your age, your digestive strength, your immune system, and several other factors. Now, these Panchakarma procedures are very intense, and they should only be performed under the guidance of an Ayurvedic practitioner or an Ayurvedic doctor who is qualified to do so. The five karmas to cleanse the complete body are, the first one is vamanam, and this is therapeutic vomiting. Now, this induced vomiting helps clears the upper GI tract to the duodenum, and the duodenum is actually the end of the stomach, and a part of the respiratory tract. This procedure is indicated for any kapha imbalances. Now, kapha is the dosha that its main seat is in the chest region. This is to be carried out in the early morning on an empty stomach, and it can be done for chronic diseases such as diabetes, tonsillitis, thyroid disease, um, any diseases of the head and neck, any gastritis or obesity. So, The night before this therapy, some kapha-aggravating foods can be given to the patient, and these can be foods such as curds, um, sweets, pastries, and for people who are not vegetarian, fish could also be given. Early the following morning, there's a tailor-made medicated drink that is given to the patient that's going to stimulate the vomiting. And once this procedure is completed, the patient must undergo proper rest because this is very stressful. There are many contraindications to this procedure, and just a few of them will include anyone who's pregnant, um, if you're dehydrated, if you suffer from any heart disease, if you have a defect in your vision, um, if you're aged, if you are emaciated, or children. Children do not want to undergo this. There are many more that I haven't mentioned, um, but we, we, you know we could go through that if anyone wanted to know. Be, but because this is a very intensive procedure, this must be closely monitored by your Ayurvedic practitioner or doctor. And many times people who are coming into me for Panchakarma, this specific treatment is not one that is often done. The second one is Verichanama which is a purgation. Now, this is an induced purgation, which clears the GI tract from the duodenum, again, that's the end of the stomach, straight through to the exit. Now, this is done for any pita imbalances, and pita is the dosha that will rest in the small intestine. That's the the place of seat. Um, And this can be done for any chronic conditions, such as skin diseases, any gastritis, any obesity, Um, diseases related to the gallbladder, the liver, the pancreas, and the duodenum. And this procedure should be carried out before noon and again on an empty stomach. Now, in the morning, once a full body massage and steam therapy treatment has been completed, the chosen purgative medication is going to be given to the patient. 
the purgation is going to continue until all of the waste product is eliminated through the lower gastrointestinal tract being the bowel. Again, there are some contraindications to doing such a purge, um, and some of them are if you are suffering from diarrhea, you shouldn't want to do this. If you have any rectal injuries, if you are emaciated, if you suffer from dyspepsia, which is any upset stomach or having any impaired digestion, you certainly don't want to do this. If you have a fever, um, again, you don't want to do this. And again, there are many more that I haven't listed, but these are just a few. The next one is Anuvasana, and this is an enema using medicated oil. Now, the oil enema will help to lubricate the rectal area and it removes the waste out through the anus. This is used in any vata imbalances, and vata is the dosha which rests in the large intestine, um, the colon. 60% of all diseases can actually be attributed to the vata dosha. Now, the oil enema is used to purify and cleanse the colon, and it actually nourishes the body. This enema only works in the large intestine, which is the colon, and it's used to restore equilibrium to the nervous system. It can alleviate stomach disorders, such as gastric and peptic ulcers. It can help in rheumatoid arthritis, in hyperacidity, in chronic fever, and in kidney stones. Now, of course, the proper procedures of the oil massage and the swidana, which is sweating, are essential before doing the enema therapy. Again, there are contraindications to this treatment, and some of them are, you know, if you've had any large quantity of food or a large meal, you don't want to do this treatment if you've just had a large meal. If you have any urinary disorders, if you have acute fever, anorexia, if you're experiencing a cold or flu at the time, if your digestion is very slow or low, you do not want to do this. If you have any enlarged spleen or liver, if you've been suffering from diarrhea, or if you suffer from any convulsions, then you don't want to do this. The next treatment is nauseum. Now, this is a nasal inhalation of some medicated oils, and this will help to clear the respiratory tract and the nasal sinuses. This process um, eliminates toxins through the nostrils, and it removes the toxins from the head and the neck. This treatment can be very beneficial for people experiencing rhinitis, any sinusitis, um, headaches, any insomnia, dementia, and most all of the ears, nose, and throat disorders can actually be very well maintained through having the nauseum treatment. Another treatment that um, we don't hear very much about and is, is not not highly practiced at all here, is the Rakta Mokshanam, and it's actually bloodletting. Now, bloodletting is among the most important but poorly understood Panchakarma treatments, 
And although it is one of the main treatments of panchakarma and most commonly performed in medical facilities throughout India, it is rarely, if ever, administered by Ayurvedic practitioners in the West. This is most likely because most of the Western practitioners don't have the necessary skill set, they don't have the experience, and most importantly, they don't have the licensing to perform this procedure. Now, being a Western practitioner myself, even though I have seen this treatment performed several times while in India at my college, Um, we just don't want to invite the controversy and the negative attention that bloodletting brings to our treatment centers. So when most of us would think of the word bloodletting, I'm sure that the first image that comes to your mind are these old movies and someone who is literally cutting another person's arm and letting them bleed into a pan or a bowl. This is sad, and and this is truly so far out of reality as to what bloodletting actually is. Um, there are various methods to that are used to carry out the bloodletting procedure, and some of them, um, which are leech therapy. So leeches are are purchased, um, they're bred in facilities, and they're purchased by practitioners or the Ayurvedic doctors, and they're attached to specific areas on the skin, and they're left for a specific period of time. Um, so that the the leeches can actually remove the blood from bad areas. Another one is letting blood pass through several very small incisions in the skin that are put there by the use of a scalpel. And it's the scalpel is only tapped on the skin just enough to pierce it to allow a small amount of blood to be released. And then you also have your venous puncture, where a vein can actually be used to remove some blood. Now, with bloodletting being a very important part of panchakarma, and it's used in the management of several diseases, it is a safe and essential part of the treatment protocol for patients with imbalances of the pitta dosha that are chronic diseases or that don't respond to a more gentle approach in treatments. It also can be used for specific vata and kapha related conditions. Now, some of the conditions which require the use of bloodletting can be herpes simplex, which is more commonly known as our cold sores, herpes genitalis, which is known as your sexually transmitted infections, herpes zoster, more commonly known as shingles, Anyone suffering with cellulitis, with blisters, or chronic dermatitis can benefit from this. Bloodletting is also very useful for anyone who suffers from gout, eczema, psoriasis, Lyme disease, which is very prominent in my area right now, any liver and spleen disorders, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, Sciatica, I know so many people who suffer with sciatica, people who have varicose veins, rheumatic disease, diabetic wounds, abscesses, as well as many more. Now, this therapy cannot be performed on people who have any massive generalized swelling. So you need to be cautious about that. Anyone who suffers from anemia certainly does not want to have this performed. Anyone who is suffering with hemorrhoids, 
And certainly, pregnant women do not want to undergo this treatment. Bloodletting is done very individually from person to person, and it's going to depend on the disorder. So therefore, it does require close observation and supervision. And please, if you are interested in having bloodletting done, please make sure that the person who is going to be doing it is a qualified, trained, and licensed practitioner to be doing this treatment. Now, finally, to finish this off with, a very specialized diet is required and is going to be tailored to your specific needs and to your unique dosha. And as I said earlier, I've spoken with several practitioners who, um, who, who design holistic diets, who assist people with specific needs, and diet is extremely, extremely important in a Panchakarma treatment. So that will be done for you, and it is going to be done especially for you. It's not going to be one general diet. It's going to be unique to you. Now, if any one of you are wondering, how, how would you know if a Panchakarma treatment is going to be beneficial to you? Well, I'll give you some signs to look for. When you get up in the morning, do you have a very thick layer of coating on your tongue? Are you tired throughout the day, especially after you've had a meal? Do you suffer from body aches and pains? Do you have uncontrollable cravings? Is your mind foggy most of the time? Do you have a bad smelling breath, odor, and flatulence? Do you suffer from constipation or diarrhea? These things can all be telltale signs that your body is, is holding on to toxins and yeah, a cleanse is going to be very beneficial for you. So in the event that you are convinced that you need to have a Panchakarma treatment, you can expect that your program can vary very much from that of someone that you might know that has gone through the treatment already. That it's always going to be held under the supervision of a qualified Ayurvedic practitioner or a qualified Ayurvedic doctor. And that the program is going to be tailored specifically to your mind-body constitution or your doshas. Now, most times going through a Panchakarma treatment, it is highly recommended to stay in-house for the treatment. And this is so that you can get the most out of the experience. Should you wish to have any more information on the Panchakarma treatment, please don't hesitate to contact me with any and all of your questions at DoreensDailyDose at gmail.com and I'll be more than happy to assist you. So for now, think about having a Panchakarma. Think if it is going to assist you, if it's going to help you, if it's going to give you more energy. Most people do benefit from, um, from these treatments and, and they feel so amazing afterwards. For all my listeners today, I thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back again next week, and I hope everyone stay safe and stay well. Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.